The Athletic. Hello and welcome to You Irons, the West Ham podcast from the good people at The Athletic with me, Sam Delaney, and The Athletic's West Ham correspondent, Rishane Thomas. Hello, Rishane. How's it going? I'm all good, Sam. I'm all good, but I have a, I have a confession to make. Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been eating a lot of junk food recently, Sam. A lot, oh, yeah. A lot of, I've, I've been trying to get a shape for summer, but you know what? I've had enough. I only yeah. I only eat KFC without feeling guilty. I only eat McDonald's without feeling guilty. Yeah. Like that's, that's the point I've reached in our past. Did you find it difficult to fight the urge? I'll tell you what, right? So I got a PT. Mm. I spent a lot of money as PT. Yeah. I started out at 91 kg. I got up to 79 kg. So I lost that's a good amount of weight. That's a lot, mate. Yeah. But I reached the point where I was like, you know what? I just want to eat a takeover without feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to eat chicken and chips and feel happy about the fact I'm eating chicken and chips. Yeah, you can't let it turn into anxiety. It's both, you know, really, we're trying to get fit and healthy, all of us, to make us happier. But if it goes the other way and it just makes you constantly anxious, it's all about balance, though, isn't it, mate? I know what you mean. It's the same with me. I've developed a sugar habit in lockdown. <laughs> and that, that's the killer for me. Not, not so much junk food. I'm not big on the old takeaways and stuff, but it's bloody sugar. And it's an absolute killer, mate. Um, mind you, when I was, I mean, I've got a PT, but that's because I'm bloody 46 practically. <laughs> I've got to, mate. It gets difficult. When I was your age, I'd just been eating what I bloody wanted. <laughs> Revel in it while you can, mate, because when you get to my age, like, you know what they say, mate? Moment on the lips, <laughs> lifetime on the hips. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, we'll all get out of lockdown, start moving around more soon, and it'll be easier. Um, anyway, how's your uh, international break been, mate? Uh, I personally consider them a, a complete affront to my personal freedom. I'm disgusted by it. Um, they make me angry. They make me sick. I just think it's stupid, especially when West Ham are on a sort of a run and we're getting to business end of the season. But for you, does it give you a, a little bit less work? Do you for get sure. to chill a little bit? For sure. Less work to do. Less phone calls you have to make, less stories you got to find out if it's true or not. I, I, I mean, you know, when you're driving, right, you're in cruise control. I think that's what it's called, cruise control. Yeah. I'm in cruise control right now. So Wait, watch out, because your gaffer might be listening to this. <laughs> he won't like this at all. He'll be like, what do you mean cruise control, mate? This is the time you should be out sniffing out stories. You've got extra time to do some journalism, some hands-on primary source journalism. I mean, I, I'm all about, you know, resting, mate. I'm, you know, I'm... Um, I, I, I'm right behind you having a bit of a chill, but just be careful. That's all I'm saying. I don't, I don't know what your gaffer's like over there at the Athletic. All right, all right. You know what? I'll take my back. I've been working very hard, Sam. Very, very hard. You know, I've been making a lot of phone calls. I've been doing a lot of research on pieces. Oh, it's been, it's been so, listen, are you the sort of bloke, I suppose you have to for work purposes, do you watch the international games? Do you engage in them? Would you do it for pleasure if you didn't have to for work? I, I watch it just to get like ideas on pieces, really. You all mm. know about England, but... I watched the um, Estonia versus Czech Republic match where Summer Sutrek scored a hat trick. Whatever they keep doing, keep feeding that guy potato salad because it's working. Outrageous, a hat trick. I mean, I the, the man's a machine. He really is. And I'm happy for him because uh, prior to international break, he was playing well, but he wasn't scoring as much as, as no, he wasn't. Yeah. season. So that can only do one as for his goal. It'll be good for him, yeah. For, for sure, us, for sure. it'll, be, it'll be good for us, won't it? For and, sure. how did, and how did Kufal play? Did he play well? He was all right. It wasn't wasn't particularly great. It wasn't nothing that like, caught my attention. It just it was, it was the Thomas Solcheck so you know what I mean. So, but let me ask you this: um, Were there any other Czech lads who caught your eye? I know you've got a keen eye for yeah. talent. 
And 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 because of our links now with the country, uh, do you think there's anyone else who's got the potential to make it in the Premier League? Well, there's another player who I've been asked about a lot, and I've you know, been asking in terms of uh, if he's lucky to join West Ham. I've been told not at the present moment in time, but uh, Alex Krull is a is a really good player that um, a lot of fans need to know more about. Uh, so he's definitely one to, to uh, position to central midfielder, more so defensive. Right. Okay. More so defensive, so he's definitely one that I keep hearing about. And let's see, twenty-two, uh, a good player. Obviously, I, I must admit he's not from Czech Republic; he's from Russia. But he's definitely right. one who I've been yeah. hearing a lot about. So, for yeah. sure, good stuff. Um, so, oh, what okay. the, oh, yeah. Sam, how do you feel about like England matches? Do you sort of feel like Estonia? Not sorry, Estonia, San Marino. Can't bother to watch that. Albania. Can't bother to watch that. Like, how how is your approach when it comes to I watching? Just, England? I think international football's bloody stupid, mate. <laughs> I think it's absolutely, I, I, I hate it. I actually hate it. I think it's laughable. I mean, especially in the context of like, there's a global pandemic on, yeah? And I saw a game that was something like the Faroe Islands versus Austria. And I thought to myself, what the hell's going on here, right? The world's in meltdown. People can't even go and see their parents. But somehow, like the football universe has deemed it essential that you go to all the bloody effort and expense to make the 11 best footballers from the Faroe Islands, play the 11 best footballers from Austria. I was saying, football's just insane and stupid. What, what, why are we doing this, right? No one cares. Um, you know, it's just, bo- I mean, look, it's, it's, I suppose there's no way around the fact that, look, football tournaments, the finals of World Cups and European Championships, they're brilliant, right? Love them. Uh, and if you're going to have them, unfortunately, you have to have qualifiers because if not, it becomes some daft American style invite only thing. Right. So that's I suppose you just have to have these things. I would like to find a way of making it a bit more straightforward and not everyone has to qualify. Maybe just some teams do. Uh, I just can't bother engaging in it. I used to when I was a kid and I don't know if it's to do with me getting older or I do feel that something to do with the football culture has changed. Um, league football has become Premier League football has become so much more of a massive thing that you just sort of think it's a daft distraction. It's almost like an an amateur sideshow. It reminds me a bit of like in in the old days they used to have shows like Superstars where they'd get famous sports people to compete with each other in a variety of different sports. You know, so like famously Kevin Keegan used to go on it and and take on Brian Jacks the Olympic judo. The judoist, right, and uh, and all this sort of stuff, and like in in the current, you know, in the current world where there's so much money involved in all sports, the idea that any of these top paid elite sports people would be allowed by their employers to go and take part in a in a daft like television show that risks serious injury, it is just preposterous. Um, that's what the international break seems to me now. It seems like superstars. It's like this is really football's big money business. It's really serious that all these huge competitions that millions of pounds ride on are a knife edge. Oh, but wait a minute. Let's stop and make up some super teams, right? That all fly around the world and play in empty stadiums against each other, right? Uh, for no money, right? Well, what's, what's the point in that? Um, yeah, don't like it. And the other thing, one last thing, then I'll let you have your, your say on it. But I just like, you get all these silly things about should De- Declan Rice is brilliant. He should be in the England team. Declan Rice is much better than Calvin Phillips or Jordan Henson, all that. Yeah, I, 
I believe that to be true. I don't think that I believe that because of my West Ham bias. I think that I've watched enough football to know that Declan Rice is the best player in his position, certainly in England. So one of the best in the world. But I don't care. I only care about that for what he'll do for West Ham. I couldn't care less. For me, I, I, I can't. You see West Ham fans having arguments with Leeds fans online about about who's better, Declan Rice, Cal Phillips. I think how, how old are these people? I mean, they probably are. If they're any older than nine, they should be ashamed of themselves. Because it's like, who really cares, mate? You know what I care about? I care about West Ham winning football matches. And so I care about Declan Rice being fit and able to help us do that. Right. And I love Declan Rice, who's wearing a West Ham yeah. shirt. He's playing for another team with a bunch of Spurs fans, uh, Spurs players, and Chelsea players. Right. I could, you know, I, 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 all I hope is for him, because he seems like a nice bloke. Yeah. I wish him, wish him all the best of luck. But I couldn't care. I'm not going to get. Who cares what people think about what is better than who? It's not football manager. I couldn't care less about that. I know he's better. And, and for the record as well, I also think Jesse Lingard. There's all these other players, and I wouldn't have said this before he was at West Ham, so I'm probably am being biased here. But you know, West Ham, uh, England have got an array of really good attacking talent these days. When you look at Foden and Grealish and Sancho, and obviously Sterling, you've got all these skillful attacking players. Um, but I now think this must be biased because they're all brilliant players. I now think no, Lingard's better than all of them because. Uh, you know what Lingard does? Unlike a lot of the, like a lot of them have skills and they do tricky little things and all the rest of it. Lingard's the sort of player who just doesn't piss about for shame. Do you know what I mean by that? He just gets the ball right, and when you get when he gets the ball, he will simply there'll be no flashy stuff. There'll be no trying to be clever. There'll be no disguised passes or any of that bollocks. He does something very simple. He gets the ball. He runs really quickly towards the goal. And then he smashes the ball at the goal every time. Yeah. And that's what you want yeah. in a player, isn't it? For the England match against, um, against San Marino, I liked it for the fact that Lingard was back in the touching the and he deserves it. But I'll chat to producer Joe earlier. He attempted five shots, five shots on target for that game. It's like, he was just shoot. Anytime he got the ball, I'll shoot. Yeah, possible, I'll yeah, keep shooting. Love it. But, you know, it's Love it. because you want to see it from a player and that's tense. I thought I deserve it. I mean, you think about like touching on football, right? I'm review. I only care about England when it's tournaments. Besides that, I couldn't care yeah. less. But Stupid. when you think about tournaments and you're away from family, from loved ones, you want to have like people with personality. You don't want like, with all respect, you don't want to be with, like a James Milner because he doesn't really have a personality and he wants, he wants yeah. to watch Countdown. You want to have someone like a Justin. Yeah, Lincoln. yeah. You want, you want a gasser yeah. in every squad. Exactly, then. exactly. To an extent, I mean, I'm a bit worried about Jack Grealish when he's where is it next? The World Cup. Oh, uh, the, there's it's Qatar, isn't it? I mean, Jack Grealish. Don't know how much trouble you can get up to in Qatar. I think they're very strict. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, I mean, we don't want any trouble. But uh, yeah, you you want you want a gas. I saw a clip recently. I was watching Top of the Pops, the story of Top of the Pops, 1990. Brilliant. If you're interested, look back. Um, at all the old top of the pops years, and they it was the year that um, New Order got to number one with World in Motion. And whoever the host was of Top of the Pops said, "Well, we cross live now to to Italy, where the England team are live by satellite in their hotel, and they're all there." And like the the funny thing is, is that to me, 1990 doesn't even feel that long ago, right? But the players, you see them all right. John Barnes, Gaza, Chris Waddle, Gary Lineker, they're all there, right? 
and they don't look in comparison to the footballers of today who are elite elite athlete leads right they all look really young even the ones who are like well into their 30s look really young they all have zero body fat right none of them drink or smoke right and they and half of them now i think are on vegan diets or is it these lads look like a bunch of england fans right who are, who are just out in italy on the piss it's just like a bunch of blokes like mark right people who are all like a little bit out of shape right and they're sort of slumped around just laughing you know they've already had a few yeah. beers and they can't believe they're on top of the pops and uh, but it does look like a real laugh um and i think you're right yeah you need you need a gazer out there i think i think declan rice jesse lingard probably if we're, if we're talking about personalities in the squad yeah they probably will lend a bit of something because i tell you he's really boring he's someone who's really boring and I think had he not gone into football, he would certainly be a police officer <laughs> by now. <laughs> and believe me, I don't mean that as a compliment, right? Gareth Southgate. Oh, I'll give you a cut for that. Oh, I'll give you a cut for everyone's that. like, Gareth Southgate, oh, he's great, isn't he? So nice, right? Do you know what? Screw nice. Get Gareth Southgate in his daft MS waistcoat, right? And he's like the school head boy, isn't he? You, you know what Gareth Southgate would have done if he was at school with you? He would have grasped you for a minor <laughs> discrepancy. Excuse me. He would have been like, Rashane, Rashane, you're not supposed to be chewing gum, are you? And you're like, oh, give me a break, Gareth. <laughs> you're not supposed to be chewing gum. It's against the rules. The head teacher said it in assembly last week. In fact, I'm going to go and tell the head teacher now. Rashane's been chewing gum, sir. That's Gareth Southgate. He's boring. Right. And uh, we got lucky in the last World Cup in Russia. So everyone thought he was good, but we'll be found out soon. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Hello, listeners. Sorry to interrupt your show, but we've got a small favor to ask. We're currently doing a bit of a survey to find out more about you, your podcast listening habits, and the sort of adverts that are most relevant to you. If you feel like helping, please head to surveymonkey.com slash r slash athletic audio UK. That's pretty catchy, so I'll say it one more time. Surveymonkey.com slash r slash athletic audio UK. Thank you. The most relevant thing from our point of view is what it does for their status at West Ham in terms of does Lingard playing for England and playing well for England make him more or less likely to be at West Ham next season? And I suppose the same question goes for Rice as well. But, you know, well, the only difficulty think? with Lingard, if he kicks performances up, his value will keep increasing. That's the only thing. Like, yeah. Obviously, I'm happy. I'm loving the fact he's doing well for England and West Ham. But part of me is like, oh, your value could go up by another 5 million. That goal is going to make another 10 million. You know what I mean? So that respect mm. to make it harder. Mm. But listen, he's loving it right now at West Ham. That's what I've been told. Absolutely loving it right now. And I know there's been in a few reports that oh, he wants to sign and whatnot. It's all going to be decided at the end of the season. That's when we'll know a bit more mm. in terms of what's happening in terms of the future. But it's great to see him doing well. Declan Rice, I think in terms of Declan Rice, it's the fact that now he's being appreciated more. I remember Declan Rice playing, mm. people are like, oh, this guy's overrated. Well, I know if he's being linked to Man United. Calvin Phillips is better. I think it's, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm thinking, what on earth are you guys talking about? This guy's the real deal. 
Well, whoever's saying that can't have seen the two West Ham Leeds games this season when we absolutely battered them twice and Rice dominated the midfield both times. And, and both matches basically decorized Port Carlin and Carlin Phillips to bed. It's like it's night time for yeah. you, pal. Night, 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 night for you, pal. Suck your thumb, <laughs> mate. Is is your is your cuddly rabbit? You just have a nice little and, and try to have nice dreams. I'll you yeah, in the morning. It, yeah, I, I haven't seen someone put someone to bed that thoroughly since Kufau came up against oh, Grealish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I put in my article about peace. I basically said like when Jack Grealish would have washed his kit. He will still find an image of, of uh, Clifford in his pocket because he had no. Uh, those are my favourite memes of the yeah. season by a mile. Are the memes of Kufau sneak it like just always being in like Jack Greenish's wing mirror. <laughs> I like, that match uh, is so uh, funny because in that game, Jack Greenish he swapped the wings. He went on the other. Wing. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, do you know what he did get an assist when I think it was just a consolation goal for them. But it, the only time, that was the only one moment he got a crossing for the whole game was when he briefly switched over to the other side. And and, and Kufal had to just let him let him go and do his thing for a little bit. Um, well, I th- my gut is that if we finish the season strong, then I don't have any concerns really about Rice going this season unless a stupid offer comes in, which I would say you're talking someone coming in 120 million plus, right? And then I think the club are duty bound to look at that. And I think even as West Ham fans, it's a bit like when Rio went for 18 million back in the day, part of you thinks, well, that is, that's insane amount of money. And he's never going to be worth more than that. You might think that to yourself. But, you know, anyway, look, there's no, I mean, I'll be gutted whatever price he goes for. But I don't think anyone's going to come in for 120 million because he's that's the sort of money you spend these days on a centre forward or a very skillful winger. I don't think Man United, who I would say now the most likely destination, are going to come in and, and offer that sort of money for him. So I think he'll be here. Lingard, my gut says that he will be here. There's a, I don't know what United fans, you've probably got United fans you work with, um, I don't know what United fans are thinking or saying. I don't think any of them seem particularly gutted when he came to West Ham. I don't know if any of them have looked at his performances, especially with them being a bit up and down and thought, and are thinking, actually, we'd like him back. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's a case where, like, as you touched on, he, he went all on top to us and they're like, oh, well, we're not really going to miss him, are we? He hasn't played much. And now, look, he's sort of reinvented mm-hmm. himself. And you know that term, they come back like a new signing. That's what pretty much all the good yeah. has been saying. It'll be like a new sign if you were to come back. But I look at it from this point yeah. of view where you're at somewhere where you're appreciated. The fans absolutely love you right now. You're getting normal with everyone behind the scenes. You've been there for what the best part of what, two months and look how well you're doing. Imagine if you stay and sign like a three or two year contract. Imagine what you you're back in England squad because you're joining West Ham alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? You are mm-hmm. you are in England squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean that 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 was the good thing about him getting picked for England. I think if he hadn't been picked for England, he might have thought, oh, less appealing. But that Ultimately, I think that works in our favour. The fact that he both got picked and then played well. In all honesty, right, there should be three players from West Ham and England squad. Aaron Crosswell deserved to be in that squad. I know Ben Chimwell got picked yeah. ahead of him, but he deserved to be a place in that squad as well. Just you know how it is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, it's great to see West Ham. Yeah, play. I mean, but you know, and and also there they could they genuinely could have been an argument for Dawson had Dawson not scored two <laughs> own goals in two games. But but I think on form until that last game. Dawson was worthy of a place, but Southgate's never going to pick a player of that age, I don't think. Yeah. 
you know, for his first cap at 30, it's just not really the Southgate way. Yeah. Let's look ahead at this run-in. I know we did it last week, but, um, you know, Wolves up next. Wolves have had a really kind of average season, haven't they? It was a, I remember, like, at the, at the end, when we, when we came back after lockdown, wasn't it our first game back was against Wolves? Or maybe it was Spurs, then Wolves, Living something nice. like that. Yeah, it was Wolves, and, and we, were, we were poor. And Wolves at that time, just a year ago, you were, like, really, or, or less than a year ago, they were the sort of team that struck fear into your heart a little bit. You thought, oh, no, Wolves are a really formidable opponent. Do you know who the new Wolves are? West Ham. <laughs> yeah. It's true. We're, we're fifth, which is sort of the position that Wolves have been in the last couple of years, right? We've got a team not like filled with superstars, but a team that you know, basically know what they're doing when you come up against yeah. them. And that was how Wolves were perceived. And now that's what we're perceived as. So it's been a bit of a role reversal between us and, and Wolves because Wolves are now kind of mid-table, struggling season, really. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's because they changed the team up a bit, new new faces came in. But um, I'm very confident, mate. I'm also very confident. I'm just touching on Wolves. They basically lost all their powers. They lost all their power. Mm-hmm. They had Raul Jimenez. He was basically scoring all of their goals. Now he had Fabio Silva. 30 million striker. You, you can't, 30 million striker, rather. You just can't find the back of the net. So that's been the, reason, mm. the biggest reason behind their struggles. And yeah, I'm also confident. Very, very confident, in fact. If you remember that the last match against Wolverhampton, where Antonio just bullied their defence. Absolutely bullied their defence. I expect mm. them to do something similar on Monday. Yeah, very confident. I reckon that'll be a win. Uh, the team should be optimistic. Ben Amari played well. I say played well, but had a decent performance against Arsenal prior to that second half collapse. So no reason why we can't yeah, get a result. Yeah. So we certainly look like we've got goals yeah. in us. You know, we've, we've definitely got goals in us. And, and you could argue that, you know, Arsenal had more of an attacking threat than Wolves will have. When we look at the running, the, the big one for us is the Chelsea game in a few weeks. I mean, that could start looking like a playoff for that Champions League place, couldn't it? it could, yeah. Um, and and I know, I mean, I feel nervous about it, but I tend to get more nervous about the games against teams that I have. A, I feel a huge amount of emotionally, like I have a huge amount of animosity towards <laughs> because the stakes are higher. So if we're playing Tottenham or Chelsea because of my disdain for them, I get more stressed yeah. out, and I can't allow my. I almost don't allow myself to get too optimistic. Um, However, you're a more naturally optimistic man than me. You're younger than me, mate. Your dreams haven't all been crushed yet, right? You're not jaded. I know you're com- you're quite confident about the Chelsea game. I'm aren't not. You? I'm not. To be fair, I'm. 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 I'm oh, a bit. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit were. in the middle. The only reason why I reckon West Ham could potentially get a result is around that time Chelsea would sort of be focused on Champions League, so they could have one eye on mm. that and sort of be distracted, and we could perhaps capitalize on that. But listen, they're doing great on the time of two goal Chelsea. I'm still unbeaten, so that will be a tough game. They look very good defensively as well. What a transformation that's been. I mean, not to get too much into another club, but that is, I thought they looked bang average. I thought they were lucky to still be in and around those places yeah. when Lampard was in charge. And I think, you know, just to get stuck into Lampard <laughs> another time. But, you know, it's a bad reflection on him. Because at the beginning of the season, I was tipping them to be, like, fighting very closely for the title, right? I think loads of people were because of the amount of investment they made. I mean, they already had a good team. They bought, they basically bought up the most sought-after players in Europe, yeah. you know? All of yeah. them, really. And uh, and so Lampard, you, you know, you've got to look at it and think, well, for Tuchel to come in 
and make such a big impact so quickly. All you can conclude is, well, yeah, of course, they've got a brilliant squad. You don't have to be a genius to get them winning games sort of thing. So you think, how badly was Frank Lampard doing to have them struggling where they yeah. were? I mean, I don't know what position they were in, but I think they dropped down to like seven yeah, or something like that yeah. by, by the time he left. So it's not a good reflection on Lampard. Still, Never mind, Frank, because I bloody guarantee you'll be England manager by about in about a year's time. Because <laughs> once Southgate goes for whatever reason, you'll probably get biffed after the Euros or something. Lampard will just be there with nothing much to do. They'll just give they will give him the. England you know what's job. funny about Frank Lampard? I can actually see a manager in West Ham one day. Like I can see it. Oh come like, on! I can it, see it happening. No I can. Way. I can see it happening. I can see Frank Lampard managing West Ham one day. I can see it happening. Do you know what? Do you know what the main reason it won't happen? Like, you say us fans don't like Frank and all the rest of it, right? And there's a little bit of revisionism. You'll get some fans who'll say, oh, well, you know, you can understand why he did what he did. Whatever. Frank Lampard despises West Ham. He absolutely hates West Ham. West Ham are living rent-free in Frank Lampard's <laughs> mind, morning, <laughs> noon and night, right? He'd deny it. Well, what? Why would I be worried about West Ham? I went on to win all this silverware with Chelsea. Yeah, all right, mate. Keep telling yourself that. But they sat your dad, which, you know, people have sat my dad. I haven't started a lifelong campaign to get revenge on them. <laughs> if anything, I've gone, well, understandable, yeah. mate. Um, you know, they sacked his dad and then we sung a few chants about him. Nothing particularly worse than loads of people get. Do you know what I mean? David Beckham's had worse this whole career. Yeah. And you don't see him running around bitter towards every Liverpool fan he ever meets, you know. Uh, he hates West Ham. He would not, for all the gold in the world, come and manage West Ham because he's got utter disdain for us, the West Ham fans. And I think that's a pity because sometimes you just got to move on with your life and let go of hate. Well, I will say, listeners, to us, feel free to give us your opinion on this matter. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I still think he'll become a West Ham man. I can see happening. I really can. Anyway, that's it for this week. I think. Um, oh, quickly tell us about this. I know that there's been a lot of chat and a huge amount of positivity towards your Ludek McLosko piece on the site this week, mate. Tell us yeah, about. Yeah, no, I had a great chat with Ludek about you know being a court heel for West Ham, and yeah, we had a really good chat. A really, really good chat. Spoke about his initial struggles, how he's indebted to Ian Bishop and Trevor Morley for helping him out. How he knew not one bit of English when he arrived to uh, when he arrived to the country, and then obviously how they helped him and his and his wife and his young son learn the language. I said how a young son was like, "Why on earth are we in England? Like you can play football in any country. Why on earth do you have to be here?" So, and also the the, the best part <laughs> of it really is is a funny story he shared about uh, John Moncur. Listen, I, I I won't ruin it. You have to obviously read the piece, but oh my goodness, when he told me this story, right, I almost started crying of laughter. It was that funny. It was that funny. Um, can we get? Can we at least give a hint to anyone who hasn't read okay. it yet what the sort of premise is? Because you've told me, and <laughs> like, if I said it involves John Moncur, Julian Dix, and someone doing a shit in the bath, then to me, that's <laughs> you, that, that's an incentive to go on to the athletic and read this story. Sure, it really is part. Of, it's basically the type, of, the type of story you'll you'll never hear about in, in today's football. Absolutely no chance. Yeah. Uh, if that if that were to happen today, right, the player who's going to receive the end of it will have a transfer request. That's, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Well, for a start, I don't think they even have those big baths anymore. They all have yeah. showers. And yeah, no, I can't see a modern pro 
defecating in a bath or a shower to yeah. be honest it's just that they're too professional know, it's not gonna happen and, and when Luna told me a story like you have to compose you know when you're laughing so like you have to compose yourself like, it was about yeah, a bad yeah. but yeah no great story she definitely read but he's a good bloke oh, is he lovely guy I spoke to him for about an hour and a half really like a long like, really right. chat spoke to me about like how he's represented the young players a young goalkeeper driver at Man United his thoughts on Thomas Solchek's form David Moyes doing a good job how he's in agreement with mm. all of us that West Ham were defensive against Man United and that, and that defeat. Like, really good chat. Really, really good chat. Great goalkeeper. One of West Ham's best ever signings, I think, Ludic McNosco. And another, I mean, it's so weird that it was very light. Suchi was plucked from nowhere, signed from, I believe it was Banik yep. Ostrava. Is Correct. that right? Right. And, and, and I think it was Lou Makari who signed yep. him. He was a very maligned figure at West Ham. But what a signing by Lou Makari. Lou Makari signed him. Martin Allen, I think Ian Bishop. McCurry was only there five minutes. He signed like a, a whole <laughs> legion of club legends. Some of our best they ever signed. You know what's so funny, right? Literally, uh, like a week after it was confirmed, uh, Ludic was signing for West Ham. More week later, Lou McCurry gets he resigns. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Controversy, so no, it was hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. All right. Well, we'll look out for that. Remember, go on to the Athletic. Subscribe now. You get all Rashane's writing on West Ham through the week. This podcast with no ads and all the other football uh, content on there as well daily. Well worth a few quid. Uh, that's us done. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for joining me as always, Rashane. Come on, you irons. And remember, ladies and gents, there's only one. Samasiabu! The Athletic. <laughs>